howdy. Welcome to It's Just a Countdown, part game show, part public service, where we rank anything and everything to tell you what is number one and what is number ten. The topics range from esoteric to mundane, from fictional to non-fictional, and from worst to best. I am your host, Zane. And I'm JJ. And today we are talking about sandwiches. The format works like this. Each person will give their entry, starting from 10, and give a small defense of their awful choice, and then everyone else will do the same, moving up from 9 all the way to their supremely bad take at number 1. And once all lists are complete, we will decide on a unanimous best thing for the topic, and it will be honored in the Hall of Best Things Ever. If you want to submit an idea for us to rank, please do so at itsjustacountdown at gmail.com, and we just might rank some items from your topic. Without further ado, let us begin. I think, uh, I, I think you began m movies last time. I did. I did indeed. So I'll, I'll start. Okay. I'll start Sounds with my good. number 10 for sandwiches this time. My number 10 sandwich is a peanut butter and jelly. Oh, bitch, that's at number 10? 10. I'll let you speak. <laughs> let there you are speak. there are in fact 9 sandwiches better than a peanut butter and jelly. But here's my reasoning. Peanut butter and jelly is an all-time classic for we'll say almost anybody in Ooh. the world. And uh it's just so simple. It's three ingredients. You could it's one of the few sandwiches that is really successful. If you're like on a budget and only have one slice of bread, it's something that even works in that context. And that's not something you can say about like almost any almost any other sandwich. And I think that versatility and that unique flavor quality gets it to be at number 10. First of all, I'm sorry I called you bitch. So, but I have a lot you know, more. <laughs> Go on. Uh the honestly that's number 10. I have stronger feelings about other sandwiches on here. So why don't you go ahead and enlighten us with your number 10 sandwich? All right. Yep. I have plenty more to unpack on uh, your pick later. But right now, my number 10. And I got to say, I rewrote this list quite a few times. This one went on the list and off the list. And um, at least for you to understand, I have been a pescatarian for about six months, eating primarily vegetarian. And um, sandwiches are not really the easiest thing in the world. Like a like tofurkey's not making the list. You know what I'm saying? So I'm basically I'm going to go back to a time before all dietary restrictions, where my stomach was free and my mouth did what it wanted. And that brings me to an Italian sub sandwich. Ooh. Oh, okay. I know. Like this to me. Ten years ago, this would have been my number one. But but, I've had heartburn for so long that I kind of don't remember what it tastes like. But I've also just... It takes me back, but my palate has kind of moved past the salami punch in the mouth, which is delicious. It's number ten. I love it. Get like a nice drizzle of olive oil and some, some pepper. I love an Italian sub. Uh, but yes, it is at number 10. All right. Um, I'll, these next two might be a little strange for some people, Ooh. but my number nine, personally, is a French dip. Ah, Mm-hmm. That ah is sort of what makes it, obviously. Um, and I don't really like any other kind of, of thing like that. Where you have, where the primary experience is dipping it into something that feels strange, but for whatever reason, the like French bread or other similar styles of bread that you get in a French dip sandwich with the ajou is just so perfect. Like when it's done really well, it's highly memorable, and uh, I just think that more people should experience the French dip because I find it is a very underutilized bread combination you know french dip the ajou did not make my list but as soon as you said it i was instantly transported to the very first french dip sandwich i ever ate in my life because i guess my parents even though my mom is literally italian from 
the country. Just not a very adventurous food family, I suppose. So probably I'm like 15 years old and we go to Arby's and I'm like, what's that? And my friend's dad looks me dead in the eyes and he's like, if you've never had a French dip sandwich, I'm changing your life today. And I gotta say, it was damn good, especially for Arby's. <laughs> you know, Arby's has uh, two good things, a French dip and a sandwich. We just might see later. Ooh, all right, all right. <laughs> Okay, well, why don't I uh, slide into my number nine here? Absolutely. With probably my most consistently across the board, no matter location, always good, is a barbecue pulled pork sandwich. Ooh, okay. I'm a I'm a real simp for barbecue. <laughs> I I really love barbecue, and it's probably one of the things I missed most in my life, and I. I, I, I can only ever agree with Anthony Bourdain when he said that pig is the tastiest animal. Pork is the supreme meat. Um, and man, that's a great sandwich. It's hard to screw up a pulled pork barbecue sandwich, too. It's true. It's true. Uh, barbecue pulled pork is not always my go-to because I am not necessarily a fan of the sweet meats, so to speak. Mm. Uh, but uh, a barbecued pulled pork sandwich is, uh, when done right, something I can very much get down with. An excellent choice for number nine. Why, thank you, thank you. And I think it might behoove us to say as well, these sandwiches on our countdown, like the supreme versions of each of them, you can get a crappy one of any of these on a bad day, but we're talking like creme de la creme prime cut, like primo sandwiches. We're, we're talking artisanal PB&Js here, all right? <laughs> we're talking about some preserved, uh, like, a thousand grain bread. It's It'll be good shit. <laughs> all right. Let's slide to number eight. My number eight is a cheesesteak. Ooh. I just don't know that there's a lot to say about cheesesteaks. <laughs> um, they're like pizza sandwiches, kind of. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. And I like Hold them. on. Pizza sandwich? That's what I think. Kind of. No marinara, typically. You know? No, no, no. Not That's that, like a meatball sub. Not that the ingredients are the same, but that the concept of a... F yeah. What the fuck? This never occurred to me in all my life. <laughs> okay, hear me out, all right? So a cheesesteak, right? You got your meat, right? Uh -huh. And then you melt cheese into it. And that's like a pizza. And you can't go wrong with a pizza, can you? I suppose you can't. That, I mean... I, you got me on board. I never thought I'd say this, <laughs> but a Philly cheesesteak is like a, <laughs> like a folded pizza. And, and, I mean, it really is. And they're like, they're like the ultimate, not only East Coast food, but they're also the ultimate 3 a.m. food to me. Oh. You know, like they're just, yeah. they're just like dank and nasty and they're great all at the same time. I got to give it to you. That is a dank sandwich. If there's a sandwich that's dank, probably a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> what? Why don't we, why don't we slide into your number eight? What is, what do you got going on? All right. My number eight is a tuna melt, a pescatarian's Ooh. wet dream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> living as a pescatarian I've really found if any time you eat out you go to most places it's like fried fish and I like fried food but your stomach can't always do it and a nice like well made tuna melt is is uh, a special thing I suppose and hey if you're if you're making it at home your cat also gets to enjoy your tuna melt you know that's one of the largest reasons that we uh, one of the largest reasons that we get tuna i think is just to appease our cat overlords absolutely that was a staple in my house growing up was my mom would make tuna like canned tuna and a tuna sandwich or a tuna salad and then she would drain it and put it in a bowl and give it to our cat they love it they go crazy with i mm -hmm. with uh, as a man with three cats get tuna folks buy tuna eat the tuna give the cats the water so that that's a life hack from us to you uh, well 
you know, there's really not much else to say about a tuna melt besides eat it for the cats. So why don't you go ahead and hit us with your number seven? My number seven is a grilled cheese. Oh, can't go wrong with a grilled cheese. Go on. Now, here's the thing is that I can be kind of particular about a good grilled cheese. And I think a lot of the same things that you might put, hear me out. Some of the things that you might put in a grilled cheese can also go on a baked potato. Hmm. You feel me on that? Yeah, I think I do. You can put you can put green onions. You can put cheese. You could put like bacon or ham, and then you could also totally. Uh, this this might be a weird one, but I have absolutely consumed a grilled cheese with dipping it into sour cream. Oh yeah, I I mean, I've if there's a sandwich I've ever dipped a lot, it's a grilled cheese sandwich into tomato soup mm-hmm. or sour cream just directly into a thing of sour cream. <laughs> I don't know if I've really done that one, but it, I I wouldn't I wouldn't not do it if the option was there. I guess I never thought about it. It's like, you know, outside of a I used to work at Tempe Center for the Performing Arts a lot, and outside there when they would do weddings, sometimes the people would get food trucks. And any time a food truck was out there, one of the food trucks was always the grilled cheese sandwich truck and you could get like pulled pork grilled cheese you could get macaroni grilled cheese or you could get like a philly cheesesteak grilled cheese you could get anything or you could just get a grilled cheese you get whatever you wanted and it was always delicious absolutely like the the difference between a grilled cheese and a quesadilla is so thin but like both serve as like the same idea in my head actually shared number seven quesadilla also a sandwich huge shout out to quesadillas i would i'm not gonna stand with you on the also a sandwich mountain on that one but it's a only a regional and cultural stone throw away it's it's very true what is what is your number seven all right so my number seven my wife kind of thought was a weird pick but I think that when you take the meat that comprises this sandwich, you could just slap any kind of brisket between bread, and I'm there for it. I, I fucking adore a brisket sandwich. The, the premier barbecue food, basically. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Like, the most labor-intensive way to make a good slab of meat. And then, on yeah. Any way you want to feed that to me, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll eat it. I'll eat it right <laughs> up. Don't need to ask me twice. I'll do it. But if you put it in between bread, I'm there all day. Oh, God. I really miss meat sometimes. I uh, I feel you. I constantly think about uh, trying to go meatless route, but that would be a, it's a big shift. Yeah. And uh, maybe someday I'll get there. It's a very big shift. I will support you through it. Uh You'll never stop missing a brisket sandwich, I'll tell you that. All right, um, uh, we're going to get into the, the big hitters for me here. These are, these are sandwiches I feel great feelings about. All right, let's do it. Uh, so number six is a po' boy. Oh, what kind of po' boy? So for me, the quintessential po' boy is, it can be any sort of combination of uh, uh, additional ingredients, but for me, the the prominent feature is shrimp. A shrimp po' boy is um, immaculate. It'll take your breath away. Uh, like the I hate messy food. Typically, uh, I don't like I don't like doing sloppy joes. I don't like doing any kind of thing that is going to like require a napkin after every bite, except for a po' boy. For whatever reason the combination of flavors that come in that kind of sandwich is uh is worth uh the hate <laughs> i oh, suppose yeah. that uh i have to endure to uh clean myself afterwards but a po boy is an immaculate sandwich a po boy worth the hate and <laughs> that that that's what i that's always say line of the century for that sandwich i got to say man po boys ah very very underrated as a sandwich option, I think. But me being a a, a seafood boy, I <laughs> I yeah, I got to agree. 
Shit's dank. Shit's so good. Mm-hmm. What what's uh what's your ah, number six? My number six uh gets a little regional, and I again this is a sandwich I probably hadn't eaten till like my mid twenties somehow. But the first time I tasted a Cubano, I lost my mind. Ooh. Get that like that's a mm-hmm, get that mustard and that ham and and pickles and cheese. Oh. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like honestly, you could throw anything in a panini press and I'm going to eat that. I, like that's that's JJ's new tagline. I'd eat that. <laughs> I'm going to eat that. But like, <laughs> you know, you mentioned you mentioned paninis. I almost put paninis on this list, but I was like anything can be a panini. That feels like that feels disingenuous. To just be like like you can just you know, a grilled cheese if you p- cook it the right way. Also a panini, like it, it's just about that's just like it's just a name for like the way you cooked it. And so I'm um, like anything's a, that's like a sub sandwich. Like a like a sub sandwich is not something I would call like a rankable sandwich to me. It is just so ubiquitous. I agree. I agree with that completely. I see nothing wrong with that delineation. I even, like, a part of me wanted to give a big shout out to Panini's, and then I thought, I went down that same path. I thought about all all the sandwiches that I would be doing a disservice to by lumping them into a nameless Panini. But a Cubano, a Cubano, holy shit. Oh, like, yeah. I... I just want to smoke a big fat Fidel Castro cigar after I eat a Cubano sandwich. And maybe that's a little too on the nose. Uh, But it just sounds right. makes me feel good. It makes me want more bad things. Yeah, like that's definitely not a sandwich that's good for you. Uh, But it is, it's good for you. You know, it's like, it's like, it's It's good for you. But it's not good good for for the soul. Hell yeah. All right. Enough about that. Hit me. We're getting into the top, the nitty-gritty. What's our number five for you? My number five is, uh, well, I should say, my number five are sliders. So, specifically, sliders can be a lot of things. But cheeseburger sliders are included in this, um, as well as, uh, like, chicken sliders. Um... Not just like little uh, typical sandwich sliders. It's usually like cheeseburger sliders. Um, but those are my number five. Paninis are too ubiquitous, but we're sitting happy with sliders? Uh, in my list, we sure are. <laughs> hey, man, I do think that a big version of any sandwich tastes different than a tiny version of that sandwich it's true and a lot of the times i'll eat like three sliders before i'll finish that whole sandwich oh that's i mean that's the beautiful part of it you feel like you're eating less but you're probably actually eating more indeed all right you brought me back around sliders sliders for the win i'll always think uh, harold and kumar a little bit when i think of sliders even though those are not the best uh, the whole, those yeah. are not the best sliders <laughs> i i like just like the the white castle thing with like onions and like it, it's like cheeseburger meat and yeah. onions uh but uh they're a little overrated, I think. Hey, that's that's a, that's the big thing here. White Castle overrated. Turns out. Turns out. Apparently, my grandpa like exclusively ate at a White Castle in college, and I think they must have tasted better back then or something. We exclusively ate at a Pizza Patron uh, most of the college we shared together, and none of us would say that was good pizza. Hands down, that was the greasiest pizza I think I've ever eaten. But it. It, it was weirdly Mexican themed. Yeah. yeah. It, it had a taste. It had a taste. It, it definitely did. And that's the thing, right? Is I mentioned that it was Mexican themed inside. This was not Mexican pizza. This was like Little Caesar's pizza. Just Mexico themed. Like Day of the Dead was all on the inside. But this was like American greasy pizza. Yeah, it was... Uh... You know, one day, we keep harking on pizza. I feel like we'll have to hit pizza someday soon. 
Wow. Uh, that would be oh yeah like like best chains best local Ooh, whatever yep we're gonna have to get specific on that one for sure for sure yeah hmm. all right i'm gonna slap into my number five get this train back on okay. the tracks uh my number five hitting heavy here finally i get to talk about my love for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich Ooh. Ooh, ah. so as a parent a peanut butter jelly sandwich is like lifeblood. Not only mm-hmm. is it one of the most successful things to get my kid to eat anyway, but it's one of the fastest to eat sandwiches, in my opinion. You can make a PB&J for your kid and make one for yourself, and you just, like, wolf it. Just home. And it just all goes down, and you kind of swallow the whole thing at once as it crushes through your chest and then you're good to go and 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 you can keep cleaning and do all the million things you got to do and it has that that sweetness and the the you know the jelly adds a wet element to the sandwich that's very necessary with something as thick and and uh dense as peanut butter um my one thing i gotta say is i used to be exclusively like extra crunchy peanut butter. And as I've gotten older, in my years, honestly, just get me some peanut butter. I I love peanut butter. I like creamy. I like crunchy. If it's too crunchy, I want some creamy on the side to like, I'll spread like a layer of creamy down and then I'll put extra crunchy and that kind of balances it out. But then you got to do like extra jelly. I'm partial to grape jelly, but strawberry jelly is pretty good too. What's your favorite jelly? Uh, my The only jelly that is worth putting on a sandwich is either grape jelly or strawberry jelly. I will not do jams. I don't like fruit preserves as a replacement for jelly. Mm. Just grape or strawberry jelly. Yeah, while you were talking there, I just kind of like came back down to earth. I got really carried away. <laughs> I got going. Oh, I'll say I'll say this too. Um, I've never once abided by crunchy peanut butter in my whole life. Creamy all the way. Uh, I cannot deal. Like if you want to eat crunchy peanut butter, just eat some peanuts. That's what I think. I, I can't really argue with you. I think that that is one of the beautiful debates in which no one's right nor wrong. It's just one of those beautiful differences of life. Here's a, here's a curiosity. Uh, when you make a peanut butter and jelly for yourself, how often do you make a second one? So, you know, that really depends on how many slices of bread I'm using. To harken back to what you said earlier, sometimes I look at her and I'm like, ah, I think she's only a little bit hungry. She just wants a snack, so I'll make her like... A one slice fold in half and then mm-hmm. she slams that down she's like daddy more food and, and <laughs> then I'm making another one sometimes though you make a full one and they only eat half of it god damn it <laughs> so it's always a roll of the dice with kids so a lot of times I'll start with that one slicer so just there's less waste but also on the other side of that coin as a parent you just eat all the leftovers. So, so true. I mean, if you make a whole sandwich and they only eat half of it, so sad. You get to eat a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When I have made peanut butter and jellies for myself as an adult, mm. I make them and get a glass of milk, always, always, always. Uh, and then I don't even cut them. I just eat them whole. Uh, and then when I'm done, I'm like, man... I could go for another peanut butter and jelly, and then I get right back up and make one. Yeah, I would say for myself, I'm like almost definitely going to go get another one. If I'm just making one for Luna, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But for me, probably two. Especially because if I'm making one, I'm making my wife one, which means I'm making four peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That that is a significant resource. Uh, that's a lot of resources to. That's eight slices. Dedicate to sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a lot. It is. It is. I yep. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> I could talk. Oh, I could okay. hang out on PB and J all day, but I think I am very invested in hearing your number four. Well, my number four 
is, I think, something everyone can get behind. It is a roast beef sandwich. Ah. The, the absolute simplicity of just piling a quarter pound of roast beef between two slices of bread is uh, something that a fast food restaurant has capitalized its entire being on. Um, roast beef sandwiches are just so not only easy for someone to just put together like we're, i'm talking easier than peanut butter and jelly you just open your bag of roast beef in your refrigerator and you pile it on there maybe add some mustard maybe add some like uh aioli or something and you just call it a day and like it's always a good experience i don't think i've ever had a roast beef sandwich that i've regretted in my whole life even from arby's i i really do enjoy a a nice roast beef sandwich but it is never my first reaction a knee jerk if someone held a gun to my head and they were like give me a sandwich name give me a sandwich name i'd <laughs> never in a million years be like roast beef sandwich <laughs> i don't know why but like it just doesn't come up in my brain it totally would be for me like it would be in the short list of sandwiches that i would be like yes it's one of my routine orders when I go to uh, uh, certain sandwich places is like a roast beef with turkey or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is some good stuff, too. Yeah, no matter where you're going, if it's like a, a cold cut place or it's like a hot one, you, that's a good sandwich where you get cold or hot, and it's, it's good either way. Mm -hmm. Touché. What, what, is, what is your number four? So we're going to start to see here a small trend where I, oh. in my top five, will now be naming ones you've already said. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Uh, my top two have not been named by you yet, so we'll see what happens there. But my number four, coming in for cuatro, is a grilled cheese sandwich. Hell yeah. I think we've already said a lot of what needs to be said about it, but one of my favorite things about a grilled cheese sandwich is that it's so pure and simple. It's like an innocent taste. Mm -hmm. it, it, it harkens back to a simplicity of childhood that is really just bread and butter heated up with some cheese in the middle that got melty. And it's also probably the first time in my life that I was like, I realized how um, how much better melted cheese is over just regular solid cheese, and I oh, love regular cheese. Yes. That that was a big deal for me. That was like a, I don't know, was the goose cooked? I don't know if that's what that means, but my goose was cooked that day. I I mean, melted cheese has this like universal quality to it that like is just so irreplaceable. One thing I notice about melted cheese too, and it's what makes grilled cheeses extra fun, is if you get like a four cheese grilled cheese, if you go to a restaurant that wants to like try and make grilled cheeses nice, there's so little uh, taste difference in like the cheeses once they're melted down together, I find. Yeah. Like given a lot of the same cheeses get melted together, so maybe that's just what I'm used to. But like there's this, there's this, perfect combination that happens when you melt cheese not only on its own but together with stuff that just creates this beautiful taste that is just it's like the hardest part of giving up dairy honestly oh. <laughs> it's giving up melted cheese absolutely as a person that gave up dairy for nearly a year uh just to kind of see <laughs> what happened mm -hmm. um it is. Cheese is definitely the hardest thing to give up there. And, like, you know, I'm a highly amateur, aspiring home chef. But I love getting, like, a blend of cheeses right. It, it makes me mm -hmm. so happy, and it makes me feel so complete. And now it's, like, very common to go into a local, you know, grocery store and there's, like, a whole island of cheese, of, like, gourmet cheeses. <laughs> And it, that uh -huh. really rings my bell, man. That really gets me going. When you roll up and you're like, hmm, maybe it's like a brie kind of day. Maybe I just roll up and get some gorgonzola. I literally can't tell you how many times when I wasn't eating dairy, I would go and look at every single cheese and be like, I wonder if Miranda would be mad if I brought one of these home. <laughs> 
And then <laughs> would I eat it? Would I eat all of it? Exactly. Would anyone else eat uh, it? I think this would be my thing. Uh oh. <laughs> and yeah, that's always a tough battle for me. Oh, all right. Such a good one. So I, I regret absolutely nothing with that one being on my top five. So let's scoot along in to the top three. My number three is perhaps controversial. We'll have to see. But my number three is what I find to be the most American food, a cheeseburger. Hmm. A cheeseburger, for one thing, is a sandwich. For two, uh, is a an excellent delivery for any amount of condiments uh, that work well just being in with a burger. Um, I love that so much of American cuisine is wrapped up in cheeseburgers. Any place you go will have a cheeseburger option. Even Greek places offer cheeseburgers to get Americans to go there, which is perhaps my favorite thing. Even at Del Taco, you can order a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, it is a food that everyone loves and I love most of all. A well-done cheeseburger is something that will stay with me forever. And that's why it is my number three. I just want to clarify. I had other things, but I heard you say uh, a well-done cheeseburger. Now, you just mean a well-made cheeseburger, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, if I can, a cheeseburger will be made medium rare. Most places won't do that for me. They will make it medium. Uh, but if I can, I will get a medium rare cheeseburger. You see, I knew that answer, but I just wanted everyone to to know that you have the acquired palate of medium rare burgers being superior. <laughs> I've eaten... I mean, you you know this about me, but I look at raw meat and I'm like, that looks kind of good. It's weird, but I get it to a degree. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've eaten many a cheeseburger with you, and I would say for a long time, that used to be one of my favorite foods. So if I can just take a quick second to suspend my imagination and throw syntax and semantics right out the window... Sure. Okay. Let's say that a cheeseburger is a sandwich. Um, okay. Very versatile. You're totally right. Everything you said absolutely stacks. Like, we're, we're looking at a supreme sandwich that is, what do you want? What do you want on it? You can get anything on a burger. I've seen Hawaiian burgers. I've seen, mm -hmm. uh, I'm really running out of ideas. I literally just said you get anything on it, but... Onion ring burgers. Ooh, yeah, like a cowboy burger. Mushroom burgers. Yeah, true. You could do anything. And I got to say, probably one of my most missed foods, right? But now that there's some, like, impossible meat options coming out, mm -hmm. I, I do really, really enjoy a good burger. It's, uh, if you can, if there's a dietary, if you have a dietary restriction, right? Like, if you're paleo, there's a thing you can do. If you're vegetarian or vegan, there's things you can mm -hmm. do. Uh, it, it's one of those things that people have tried to find so many solutions for, just so they can have that experience. And restaurants rally behind that. It is, it's the sandwich that won't quit. Uh, I'll give that to you. It's As far as hot sandwiches go, it's probably a king among them. Now, I do hear some doubt in your voice. I'm just, I think that a burger is a burger, and I, I see totally where it could fit in with the family of sandwiches. I, uh, and sandwiches is broad enough that I'm like, I'm not going to try to set this podcast on fire. I just, <laughs> I wouldn't quite look at it in that light. Well, we can all agree a hot dog is not a sandwich. Absolutely not a sandwich. And if any of you have anything different to say about it, you can keep it to yourself. Absolutely. Get effed, buds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Am I on, Are we on my number three? We oh. are. Oh, me, oh, my. We're getting there, friends. So last time, hopefully, that I'll be echoing your choices that you've already made. This one is slightly broader with a seafood po' boy. 
I gotta okay. say, top of the list on a seafood po' boy though is shrimp. It is shrimp, yes. but I love when they like mix it all together, like shrimp and clams and stuff. Like I love that mm-hmm. that whole calamity of crab or whatever's in there. It's so good. I love a po' boy. It had been. Oh yeah. Like, that's a sandwich, man. I was a sheltered little boy in life. It, I, it had been so long and before I had broadened my horizons of a couple sandwiches that I would always get every time I saw them on a menu, which we might get to. But the seafood po' boy was like the first one that like blew my doors down, you know, that one. And again, I'm your little neighborhood seafood slut. I just, (laughs) I'll eat it all day. Get some butter sauce in that thing. Oh man. Every time Miranda and I are on vacation, I will get the biggest basket of seafood and then a po' boy on the side and I'll eat the whole po' boy Ooh. and have a ton of seafood left over but that pe- wow, that po' boy is down I always <sighs> I I <sighs> I got nothing more just that that groan of desire it's, you know I think that's the right feeling for all of these like neck these top sandwiches mm-hmm. is like this is what it should be uh, which I think we will I think we will have the same opinion. Perhaps, I don't know. But my number two here is a chicken sandwich. (laughs) A chicken sandwich is one of the finest foods humanity has ever produced. Couldn't agree more. Um, You throw some lettuce, you throw some pickles, throw some aioli, some mayonnaise, whatever. Uh, Even even if you're a child, just some ketchup. You know, just some ketchup on a chicken sandwich is hard to argue with. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, and chicken sandwiches can be like, maybe it's a breast filet. Maybe it's like two chicken tenders between two buns. And like, all of it is just so good. And like, we're seeing this chicken sandwich renaissance, right? Of like every fast food place on the planet trying to like get the best chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll say, it's fun to watch, especially when it's good. Uh, because then everyone gets a good chicken sandwich out of it. Absolutely. I, you know, this is my number two as well as a fried chicken sandwich. Wow. Um, it, it's just so hard to fuck up a chicken sandwich. You know, it can be done. It can be done. Oh, sure. But that's not what this list is about. This countdown here is about the most supremely made sandwiches and a good. And I gotta say, we have no sponsors, of course. But I got to throw my hat to the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, yes. Man, I think that one's my tops right there. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be in, the, in the, the running for me. That Popeye's chicken sandwich, especially the spicy one, mm-hmm. is absolutely to die for. That Cajun breading is insane. And I know that... And make no mistake, it will kill you. Oh, eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. I live right next to a Popeye's. Really, every time I get off the highway coming home from work, I have to drive past a Popeye's. And Mm -hmm. as a a pescatarian, this makes me want to cry every time. (laughs) I... I rethink my life choices i think about the things that led me to where i am and i ask myself is this really worth not having a chicken sandwich you know when in doubt what would keith habersberger do right he'd eat the Uh, chicken sandwich (laughs) when i lived next to asu i was right i was like walking distance from a cane's and it's it's the same not a sandwich but fried chicken all the same mm-hmm. you're just like oh man i could eat this three times a day <laughs> oh man seriously it really uh it's hard to say it's it's hard not to say it's just so good but yeah. a fried chicken sandwich is so fatty and crispy and mm-hmm. like when it's nice and crunchy and crisp on the outside and juicy on the inside you get this yeah. like mouth experience along with the beautiful taste of it man mm-hmm. it's just one of the most savory things on earth and when you make a good chicken sandwich you get an added layer of like 
the lettuce or whatever greens you're using for that crunch or like a slaw maybe and like you said yeah. like an aioli get some something really fatty on it to help it break it down oh nothing well not nothing because clearly we both have one thing standing above a fried chicken sandwich i i sure do let's hear about it stud my my number one is something when i when i think about the number one sandwich i thought long and hard about this and was like what really is the best sandwich because in my mind things that immediately jumped out to me were chicken sandwich roast beef cheeseburger i was like but what's what's the most premiere and then i realized it was actually none of those things because to me the number one sandwich is a ham and cheese sandwich i was really hoping we'd have the same number one here but uh <laughs> i gotta hand it to you that's a beautiful sandwich why, why don't you go on a ham and cheese sandwich is so classic and it can be done in a lot of varieties um but ham and cheese is a combination of ingredients that cannot be fought cannot be toppled that cannot be denied uh you can put a lot of things with it a lot like a lot of these top sandwiches we've had but you can go anywhere you could go to your grandma's house you could go to denny's and a ham and cheese sandwich will just be good and will sit in your being with a feeling of enlightenment with a feeling of transcending to another plane uh it's a good it's a good fucking sandwich yeah it, it reminds me of my youth yeah the ham and cheese there's you're right there is an unbeatable i think there's uh you know a chemical quality even to the way that ham and cheese combine like they're mm -hmm. something about the way it tastes just pop off and they enhance each other so well i would love yes. to learn uh I can't remember like the science behind food, gastro taxonomy. That's not it. <laughs> Something. Oh, like foodology. foodology. You're talking about being a foodologist. Sort of. I, just the scientific reasons behind why things are so good. Mm -hmm. I, I love that kind of stuff. And a lot of it really does have to do with uh, the way certain chemicals in food react to certain chemicals within us and produce a mm -hmm. reaction of serenity and peace and you know sublime ah, not serenity i said serenity already see i'm so tongue-tied over the words that it gives it can me. be salinity i don't know what that means but i think it's a different word salinity very silentious <laughs> what is uh what's what you wanted the same uh number one and clearly we don't have it but what is your number one Sandwich. It's fun because my number one isn't even on your list. And I might have totally made up a whole circumstance when we once at a restaurant in Los Angeles talked about this specific kind of sandwich. Uh, I am absolutely in love with a good Reuben sandwich. Ooh, there yeah. is something about it that every single time I see Reuben sandwich on a menu i gotta try it gotta try it might be garbage but i gotta try it really i've had more bad reuben sandwiches in my life than i can count or would like to admit to anyone but the truth is when you get a good reuben sandwich the symphony of flavors created by all this blending of you know what the corned beef and the crunch from the sauerkraut uh it's mm -hmm. it's a magical and the rye bread you gotta have a good good rye bread yes and you know everyone here pretty much knows what a reuben sandwich is or can at least look it up but for me it comes down to the blending of all of these flavors and the fact that it's actually kind of hard to get just right I've had decent ones. Totally. I've had bad ones. I've had okay ones. And I've had a handful that keep me coming back for more. They're like my heroine of sandwiches. Sure. You know, you just one time and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. You know? Uh, 
I love a Reuben sandwich so much. It is. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a sandwich that, much like ham and cheese, is impossible to fight. It is. It is just so uniquely itself. It just stands all on its own. I mean, look at it. It's a sandwich, kind of like any other. If you were to take, if you were to take it apart, ingredient by ingredient, but much like uh, like a po' boy, is just it. This combination of ingredients has delineated it as its own deal. Oh yeah, and uh, it's an inalienable quality, much like our rights, inalienable taste. Absolutely. Our forefathers would be damn proud that we're eating Reuben sandwiches. Exactly. In this great country. But it really, I think this one for me really does boil down to how hard it is to get all of these flavors that you were just talking about that are always going to taste good mm-hmm. together, but to get like the proportions right, I've had way too many Reuben sandwiches that are fucking massive, that are like way too much meat and just a little uh-huh. bit of the Russian dressing on it and it's just a slap in the face also if you ever get mm-hmm. a Reuben sandwich do yourself a favor and on the side or throw them on top get some extra pickle spears and go to town oh yes pickles are uh, if you are gonna be a sandwich liker it is important that you like pickles I think oh yeah Absolutely. It's vital. I, I got to say, too, when I was a kid, I wasn't, like, necessarily a very picky eater. I just didn't really like a lot of food. Like, I'd eat it, but I wasn't head sure. over heels with any of it. But as I've gotten older, I find myself telling waiters and servers everywhere to just, as it comes. How would you like that? As it comes. I want the works baby i want everything that usually goes on this even if i don't like this ingredient on its own usually i am willing to try it in this food so a chef thought about what should go on that sandwich i'm gonna listen to them oh yeah absolutely oh man it could be a five-star restaurant it could be denny's but i i want to know what that chef thought was the intended experience and i want to stick with that yeah Every sandwich we've talked about here today tells a story, and uh, that's very important, and I've slipped into my Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Somehow, that was a very disturbing reaction. (laughs) All sandwich and no play makes Jack a po' boy. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's it right there. (laughs) It's all down here from Hill, folks. Uh, so, we do have to decide on a unanimous best thing. I've been, as we've gone through this, I think something that rather than pit our our top three or whatever at each other, I've been, I would like to suggest that we do give the best thing ever to something that more or less encompasses some of our favorite sandwiches. And that is the idea of the sub sandwich as being the best sandwich. What, what what do you feel? Do you hate that? Do you love it? Do you like it? Do you kind of hate it? I kind of hate okay. it, I think. Okay. Only because we were so steadfast in saying that a sub is anything. But also, I said I kind of hated it because... That kind of also, on the other side of the coin, encompasses the beauty of what a sandwich is. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about it a few times today, and I think that this is what you're getting at. Stop me or correct me if I'm wrong, but my wife and I will go to any sub-sandwich place Mm. and know that we can each find something to eat. Granted, this has gotten more difficult in recent times, but again, let's go back to a time when I could eat what I wanted to eat. (laughs) We could always go to a sandwich place, and even if a sandwich isn't 100% as you want it up on the board, you can modify, you can tweak. If you're at home, you can make your sandwich out of anything Mm. you want, be it a sub or you know what too something you might have hit on and maybe I'm just realizing this now but when you call something a sub sandwich you're also calling in 
the grinders, the hoagies, all of these different names for a sub sandwich. Hmm. I have an alternative. I have an alternative addition. What about hit me? What about a club sandwich? Because that encompasses quite a bit of what is actually on our list. You know, I, I, I do really, really enjoy a club sandwich, but I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think, like, your suggestion of the sub is, like, the most freeing in a way. This is the representation of customization mm-hmm. in a food item. And and the beauty of a sandwich is that it works well to eat in your hand on the go. Yeah. So a sub sandwich is like the easiest one of those. And we are here to prove scientifically what is the best. So although our lists are not necessarily as scientific, perhaps, I think science will show that the the umbrella of the sub sandwich is the dominant sandwich. I'm going to side with you. I think that you're right. I think that the the submarine sandwich, the hoagie, mm. the grinder, the yeah. the hero, the I've even heard the torpedo before. There's other names I have not said now that I would like to be made aware of. Uh if anyone can tell me more names for sandwiches, I will gladly read those comments. But you're right. You can do anything with that. The world is your oyster. It's, it's like, welcome to the new world of food. I think that's a good sentiment to leave off on. I think, I think we today will be adding to the best, to the hall of best things ever, the sub sandwich. The all-encompassing sub sandwich. Well then, with that, folks, thank you so much for enjoying uh, our counting down of our favorite sandwiches today. We would love to see you next time when we count down something else if you have a suggestion don't forget you can always email those suggestions to us at it's just a countdown at gmail.com let us know what you want us to rank and we'll uh consider it indeed it it will be (laughs) considered always know that well folks Thanks for enjoying this edition of It's Just a Countdown. Remember, if you want to submit an idea for us to rank, send them on over to itsjustacountdown at gmail.com. Are you upset? Are you thrilled? Don't worry about it, because remember, it's just a countdown. <laughs>